Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is. What day is it, Mark? I've lost my brain here. It will be released on your feed. It will be Wednesday morning. Aha. There it is. I've had my brain back. Thank you. It was just captured for a moment. Mark said I was a little down yesterday. I don't know. I guess I was because it was Monday and there was a lot of bad news. So today I'm going to be much more upbeat, not because I feel better, but because you deserve me bringing my enthusiasm to you every single day. So let's start right now. If you've got a financial question, I want to hear from you. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Yes, Aunt Jill gets down sometimes, but come on, back. I'm back, baby, back. Let's get into some questions. Here's a Toti who says, I'm a fan of the podcast and I've been listening to it since the start of the year. I've heard you advising people on robo or do-it-yourself investing, but it seems that the money involved changes a lot. In my case, I'm a PhD student, 25 years old, without any student loans. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I was able to save around $4,000 up to this point. My monthly income is low due to research taking up my time. And it's now, let's see, $1,400 is the monthly income, $1,100 are, are expenses. I've also got $5,000 in my trust account. So investing $4,000 isn't dramatic. My question is, do you think it's a good time to start investing with betterment or wealth front, considering I don't, won't have time in my career in the next five years to actively manage? Yeah, absolutely. Look, why is a robo-advisor so good? It's simple. So yes, a betterment, a wealth front, or Vanguard personal service advisor, or Schwab intelligent portfolio, any of these robo investing platforms are perfect because you complete your risk assessment, you go through the process that they have, and then you put your money in and you don't worry about it. So yes, I think now is a terrific time to do it because why wait? No reason to wait and might as well get into the habit of doing this, okay? Okay. Mark from Seattle says, subject, bonds? Really? He says, sorry, I don't get it. Why would anyone invest in bonds in this day and age? Why would anyone invest in something today that we know will only be worth less tomorrow? Historically low interest rates, even potentially negative ones, suggest that for the foreseeable future, bonds aren't a great idea. At least CDs will be worth at least their face value at maturity, less inflation. I know that in a normal economy, which we haven't seen in a decade, bonds represent a safe hedge against the risk of equity. But our current artificial market conditions suggest that traditional investing strategies aren't rational right now. I'd appreciate your insight. What am I missing? I think you're missing, my friend, that you actually get paid a coupon with a bond. You get money every year. So it's a loan. So you do get income from that. You reinvest that interest, which in a mutual fund is comes in as essentially a distribution. And it does act differently. A bond does act differently than a stock in lots of different environments. Now, you may say, what's the point of it? But in essence, people who actually have been investing in bonds, even in the last 10 years when interest rates were going down, have done just fine. And they're all different kinds of bonds. So what you're missing is if you're just trying to invest for the next five years, maybe you're right. But most of us are investing for the next 30 or 40 years. And so we try to keep to a program and allocation that'll keep us diversified and frankly, able to create streams of income even if they're lower streams of income than you might have gotten 
25 years ago that act differently than an equity investment. And with CDs, of course, you can build a CD ladder and make that uh, sort of replicate what you would be doing with bonds. But you know, CDs have their own problems. They're not liquid. You can't get in and out. You also are not going to get a high interest rate unless you go longer, you know, stretch your term out longer. I think that bonds actually still are getting a bit of a, a rough go here. We might have to get another bond person on the air to give us a drill down. Bonds in a zero interest rate environment. Next question. Steven says that uh, I received a, this is interesting, end of May. I just received a stimulus check of $2,400 for me and my wife. I think it was sent to us from information obtained from our 2018 taxes. However, our 2019 AGI is probably going to be too high to qualify, as will 2020. What should I do with our stimulus checks? Just deposit it. Can't send it back. That's the problem. You really can't. Makes no sense. So what you're going to do is you're going to deposit the check and just know that there is going to be a a reassessment of the situation when they get your 2019 return. So next tax season, chances are there's going to be an accounting. So don't go spend your $2,400 anytime soon. How's that? Does that make sense? But it's so hard. People keep saying to me, like, I want to just return it. You can't. Sorry. Um, Okay. Diane says that she enjoys the podcast, especially the breadth of issues that we are covering. One of the three legs of my retirement plan got kicked out when Vanguard decided to change the name and characteristics of their managed payout fund. It no longer provides monthly payouts. I guess they really do need to change the name if you're not going to make monthly payouts. Here's the question. Diane says, as I look into funds to replace that planned monthly income, I'm comparing other funds. Um, one of them is a target date fund. And the question is, is it a bad idea to compare results 10 plus years back when a target fund got more gets more conservative as you go? Yeah, it's very hard. I think that what I would want to know is this, Diane, how much money is in the total account here? Because maybe what you just do is instead of having a managed payout fund, you just maybe choose a dividend a growth fund or a div or more of a value fund that's going to distribute more that you could just pull out whenever you need it. But I'd love to know what else is going on in your financial life. And that way we might be able to come up with a better game plan as to how you might create some income for your retirement. So Diane and the Chicago Burbs, thank you so much for writing. And I think we could probably do something a little bit more interesting than just a target date fund. Henry writes, We are at age 60 and 59 years old, respectively, and don't work. We live on savings. You're 60 and 59. Wow. Okay. Three kids. You ready for this? 13, nine, and nine. We have a cash account and an IRA account. Do we withdraw money from the IRA before the saving or withdraw saving before the IRA? IRA accounts have $1.7 million. Is this enough info for you to advise us? Okay. So generally speaking, use the savings account first. Love to know how you are actually doing this. I mean, you didn't mention how much money you have in cash. You have $1.7 million in IRA. How much in cash? And it seems like you're awfully young not to be working. So how about following up with us? You're hearing that a lot today and just tell us what's going on. How are you actually able to do this? Is this a short-term thing? 
I got to know more. Thank you very much for listening. It's midweek. So you know what's going to happen now. End of the week, we're going to get some employment data. Thursday, weekly jobless claims. Friday, the big monthly unemployment report. We'll keep you posted on what's going on. I think it's fair to say that you all know it's a rotten time in the labor market. So if you are worried about, oh, I, I don't know whether I have too much in cash or not, err on the side of being conservative. Not crazy, but be conservative because I don't know what's going to happen in the economy. I certainly don't want to predict that, but I know that it's going to be bad for a while and there could be a a second order effect, meaning that if the economy does not pick up, more companies could start laying off. So let's just be clear that the worst may be over, but it doesn't mean we don't have some rough times ahead. If you've got a financial question, please send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com askjill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget, you can always go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Tell your friends to subscribe to us. Send us whoever you want. We will answer their questions as quickly as we possibly can. So wash your hands, maintain that social distance, really be careful, wear those masks. I've been wearing new ones all the time. It's like a whole new part of my wardrobe. And uh, be nice to each other. Do something nice. Maybe that nice thing is just a phone call or a text. Never hurts to reach out, okay? So be careful, be smart, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.